Hey everyone, this is Bob Leahy at Life Church in Chico, California. Welcome to the Midweek Pastors Podcast. This is a way for us to go beyond the sermon through conversation, questions and answers, deep dives into topics, and interviews. Whether it be in your car, at the gym, or hiking in Upper Park, we hope that this podcast really encourages and equips you wherever you're at. Hello there, Life Church family. It's Pastor Chris Reyes along with Pastor Bob Leahy. And today we have Pastor Lana Leahy with us. And I'm so excited that she's with us. As you know, every week we try to just have a conversation, talk about theological questions that you may have. So please give us an um, email at info at lifechurchchico.org. We'd love to hear from you and talk about the topics that you're interested in. So Lana Leahy has been our children's ministry pastor here at Life Church for the last six years, but recently she's taken the lead in caring for our tweens here at the church. But she also leads uh, our young adult life group with her husband Bob on what night is that, Lana? Tuesdays. Tuesday nights. So if you are in the age range of like 18 to 30, 18 to 30. I like that. And you want to hang out with some people in your age group, talk about life, life together in biblical things. That's the group for you. You can go on our website and get more details about that. So Lana, thanks for being here today. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The idea behind this is to get staff coming on and sharing a little bit of their background, their vision at Life Church, but I also have some questions for you based upon some discussions we've had regarding parenting and how to raise our little ones at home. And so, Lana, just give us a little bit of your background, like where you went to college, your ministry experience, what brought you or prepped you to the place where you are right now, ministry in a church? Um. Well, I would say... Um where I really developed, I guess, a love for that kind of work was I, I worked in, uh, for like the YMCA camp when I was, um, a teenager and through college, um, I did like summer camp and after school care and I really loved that. So, um, and then also just volunteering at church. I always, you know, worked with the kids and stuff. Um, my degree is in social work. I have a bachelor's degree in social work, um, from Texas state and, um, Texas state. They're not the Longhorns, are they? No, 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 no. Bobcats. Bobcats (laughs) all the way. Um, But after I graduated and moved out here, I was intending to go into like child welfare, but I ended up going into like adult psychiatric Mm. uh, care, which was totally not my plan, but I ended up really loving it. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I did activities with that population for like six years. And so I would say that also kind of like honed my um, skills because it was just a lot of fun and and it was just, you know, enrichment and stuff like that Mm -hmm. for those folks. And um, yeah, and then I did spend a couple years working in foster care, kind of quickly realized that that was not Mm. what I wanted to spend my whole life doing. And um, so, yeah, and then I was offered the position um, here at Life Church doing children's ministry and that just felt like a, like a really good fit. And I love it. So. Well, so you've had a full range, diverse background of experience because you also worked with, uh, Campus Crusade or was involved with Campus Crusade. Yep. When I was in college. Yeah. Yeah. I, in fact, that's what I intended to do was go on staff with them. Um, yeah. And then if I was ever to use my degree, my plan was to do that in like the foster care system. So. Wow. Did you do like missions work ever with crew? Did you? I did. We did hurricane relief um, two years in a row after Hurricane Katrina. 
wow. um, disaster relief. I really enjoyed that. And um, and then I did a summer project to Australia, which is we were just working on a, a college campus there. So wow. Yeah. So God has really kind of stretched you in a lot of different directions, which in many ways just adds to your life experience. Yeah. And and prepares you for a lot. Yeah, definitely. So how did you then segue in all of that experience into children's ministry at Life Church? Um, I think that ministry was just something that I always wanted to do. Like, you know, I, I thought that I was going to go on staff with crew. And so um, I was I was in my heart. I just that was always something I wanted. And so when mm-hmm. that opportunity came up, I was just like, great, like, I'll take it. You know, mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. I, I love that idea of um, just working within the church and working mm-hmm. for. Yeah. 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 Well, if you've been around at Life Church for a long uh, for a while, you know that we have a really well developed uh, ministry to our children. We break them up into different age groups, whether it be preschool, toddler, tweens, and so right now, Lana, you're working with the tweens. But for people who may not have children or understand, what is a tween? What is that age group? So those are our third through fifth graders. Um, and so we call them tweens because by that time, they're they're old enough to kind of want to do, you know, more of like what the youth group is doing, but they're not mm-hmm. old enough yet. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of in this weird in-between phase where they're not babies yeah. Yeah. and they're not teenagers, but, you know, they have thoughts and opinions and abilities and stuff like that that we can tap into. And so the more we, um, you know, just kind of paid attention to that, the more we realized that, wow, these kids could do more and they need mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm super excited that we find you know, have the chance to kind of break off and just focus on them and, and really kind of because they can have conversations and they can like I'm excited to just kind of really hear more of what they think and be able to just kind of walk alongside them as they're growing in their faith and stuff like that. Right. Do you I mean, what are some of the, the profound things that you have discovered about that age group? Because they're what, like 10 years old, 11 years old, right? Right yeah. in there. What are some of the things that you're discovering from this age group that kind of stands out to you that things that they're they're learning or interested in? It's a, it's a different world. I mean, I'm 63, so I imagine that they're looking at life a lot differently because of the internet and technology and social media and things like that. Yeah. You know, honestly, I think I'm still learning because my kids are like two and five, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's cool to spend time with these kids and kind of pick their brains. And I just feel like we're dealing with a completely different, you know, thing than, you know, than we were when we were mm-hmm. that age. I mm-hmm. mean, um, the things that they're exposed to, the things that they're carrying, the things that they've experienced, like are just kind of different, I mm-hmm. think, than any other generation. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're still figuring that out. I feel like yeah. every week I, I discover something a little different about them or I go mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, like they're really, you know, carrying this, you know, heavy thing, or they, mm-hmm. they have more awareness than, you know, we know, yeah. or whatever. So would you say that was a lot of the thinking with uh, Pastor Jeff when he approached you and said, hey, would you specifically focus on pastoring this? Because it is an emerging uh, age group, if you will, but also what they have to say and what they're going through is challenging, is different. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, they're just kids are like, we like to say they're growing up faster and slower Mm -hmm. than they used to. It's like really strange because just the things that they're exposed to and just kind of emotionally and the stuff that they're dealing with is like stuff that, you know, I wasn't dealing with until I was like in high school. Right. Um, But at the same time, I think because of the technology and just the way that our world is and maybe even COVID or whatever, they're also lacking some of the social skills and the and the like independence and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, that, you know, we have at that age. So um, it's a funny balance, just kind of getting to know them as, you know, an individual generation. 
Right. So in that sense, and one of the reasons I wanted to chat with you today is because parents, yeah, we bring them into the world, but at the same time, we didn't get a degree in how to raise children. We took our, you know, our background of experiences growing up and maybe some books that we've read and kind of in, instinctively or intuitively try to, to parent our children. But for you, having two little ones, uh, Pax and uh, Haven, what, are, what have you discovered is the greatest challenging in, in parenting? Uh, golly. That's a loaded question. It's I know, a but question. just the, the, some of the, the challenges you face, it was like, wow, this is tough. Um, I think, you know, the element of just death to yourself, death to your expectations, death to your <laughs> sleep, death mm-hmm. to your, you know, whatever it is, you know, there's that funny saying about how like we're all, you know, much better parents before we actually have kids, right? We yeah, all have this yeah. idea of, you know, what it's going to be like. And then when the kids show up, it's just a totally different story. I feel like it's such a sanctifying process, parenting, um, and you just never quite know what you're going to get. You know, when I look right. at my kids and I look at all my close friends, like, you know, we just all have had these various experiences. And so I feel like, you know, it's leaning into the fact that God knew all of that and selected you and selected those kids and, you know, is using that experience to make you more like him. Wow. Wow. So in that sense, people who have children really don't completely comprehend the stewardship factor, the sacrifice factor of what it takes, the time, the energy to really raise children. Yeah, for sure. It is like a ultra marathon, it feels like. Yeah. And I'm not even halfway <laughs> over it. So But so as as a pastor and as a Christian for a while, would you say that just your biblical understanding or your spiritual upbringing helped you in some ways to say, okay, this is one of the biggest challenges of my life, raising children. But would you say that being a Christian has helped you to to approach it differently or with a sense of courage? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at least I, I, I feel like it has helped me have perspective um, and it's helped me know that I'm not alone and, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I have, you know, the Bible and I have my church family to lean on. And mm-hmm. so I don't feel like I'm going into it blindly. Um, I also feel like it kind of narrows down my... Um, like the sources, you know, I, I don't feel, I mean, there's a lot of different methods of parenting and voices out there and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I think for me being a Christian, I know that, you know, God's voice is the most important. And so, um, I think that helps at least kind of drown out some of the noise because there's just, you know, so much noise and so much pressure as a parent in 2022, I think. Right. Right. And that, you know, what we expect of our children is I think difficult. I've seen that with parents where they they really don't train their children as much as just as as it was for me. Just do what I say, you know. Don't do what I do. Just do what I say, and you do it because I said so. That was a, a that's a famous saying of of parents. And and for me as a child, I was full of questions. I was constantly saying, "But why?" And the response that I got back was usually because I said so. Obviously, that's not a good parenting skill. But why does that, you think it's like a default for people? It's it's because we don't know. Parents in some ways really don't know the answer to the question or... I think at some point you just get exhausted. <laughs> You're just tired. You're like, just yeah, yeah. do it. Okay, yeah, just yeah, trust yeah. me. But yeah. I think the interesting thing for that and me with me has been like, I find myself saying stuff to my kids and then kind of 
like backing up mentally and going, oh, this is what it must feel like with God Mm -hmm. for me, you know, Mm -hmm. like he's telling us stuff and we're like, why? I want to know, you know, I don't trust you. I don't. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we give him a lot of um, pushback or whatever. And so I think it's helped me in my faith to just be like, okay, I like, I can just trust God in this. Like, you know, I, so I know what it feels like, you know, when you're trying to help people out and they're not (laughs) responding, you know, so. How do you then navigate this idea when children are, you know, disagreeing or refusing that instead of everything becomes a negotiation to establishing boundaries and consequences for Mm -hmm. children? Because I've noticed that in this day and age, uh, you know, watching this, I was at a Starbucks and uh, one of the customers there had a small child, probably about four years old, and he was taking a basket full of like little coffee cups and taking the lids off and throwing them on the floor. Oh. And the mom said, you know, you know, whatever the little boys, you know, Jimmy, don't do that. And then the counting thing, one, two, three. And then after three, she says, well, okay, I'm just, when you get home, you don't get to do this. And the whole time he was looking at her, just taking the lids off and just throwing them, knowing that there was no consequences. And I thought, wow, how do you help a child? How do you discipline a child with boundaries and consequences at a time when it seems like everything's up for negotiation? Yeah, for sure. Um, and again, I think some of that stems from just our, you know, the culture we're living in where parents are just overwhelmed and under prepared and under supported and all kinds of stuff. And I think also, you know, we're, we've got this, you know, situation right now where, you know, we have a lot of kids with different, you know, special needs and things. And so sometimes when we see things like that happening, you know, we don't know exactly what, you know, there, there could be, cause for me working with trauma kids, like yeah. you have to approach discipline with them completely different than an ordinary child. But mm-hmm. I think what is interesting about that is that because some of that has come to light, I think those of us who have kids that are not traumatized, we still, you know, like can get caught up in, in that stuff. So I think knowing your kid and, and having confidence in yourself and the way that you, you know, have raised your kid and not, I think we worry a lot that we're going to like mess them up. Right. 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 And that we're going to traumatize them. So, um, so I think some of it is, is, I think that a lot of that for me just comes from the Lord, right? Like if I spend time with the Lord, if I allow him to parent me and I, you know, submit to him and stuff like that, then, then that's, you know, a model for, you know, the way that I respond to my kids. But there's, there's certainly times when, yeah, you, you have to draw, you know, hard lines. Um, and I think of that verse that says, you know, no discipline is pleasant at the time, but painful, Mm -hmm. but it, you know, in the end we reap a harvest of righteousness. And so, you know, thinking about that with our kids that we're in this for the long run to see the results, you know, in the long run. And so, you know, easing easing every moment and not you know causing them you know frustration and pain and stuff like that unnecessarily um can you know make make our lives harder right you know in your sermon this this last or the last two sermons uh that you did on ephesians chapter two you know the highlight we hear hey we're better together we're there for each other as a community but in some ways people need to hear what you're saying is like we're here for you to help you with your kids mm-hmm. yeah. that, that, that we, we, you know, uh, I forget who was famous for the term. It takes a village. I think it was Hillary Clinton, but that's an, that's actually a statement that was kind of hijacked by what the scripture says is mm-hmm. that we've always needed each other. We've always needed community to, to raise our, our children, but it seems like there's well, just a complete lack of responsibility in that arena. 
Yeah, totally. I, I think that as parents, I, I absolutely need people that I love and trust who love and, you know, who love me speaking into my life and mm-hmm. people that I can, you know, ask for um, advice. And, you know, Andy Mejia is somebody that um, I've, you know, has just been such a, a blessing and a friend to me because her mm-hmm. kids are just a little older than mine. And so mm-hmm. I can watch, you know, what she's doing and um, and we, you know, can kind of support each other. It makes mm-hmm. you feel a little less crazy when you're watching other people do it too, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I think that sometimes we get so isolated that we just, we don't, we feel like we don't know what we're mm-hmm. doing because we don't really have a frame of reference. Right. So, I mean, kind of ending this discussion on, on a point of hope, what, how can you encourage parents who are, like you said, exhausted, uh, worn out, distracted, overwhelmed, under-resourced? What, what kind of word of encouragement or hope can you give them as a parent? Um, I would just say get connected. Like mm. mommy group, our, the mommy group that we have on Friday mornings has been huge for me. Just being able to hear that you're not the only one, you know, struggling with the things that you're struggling with because it, it gets weird. Like mm-hmm. having toddlers, you're like, is this just me? And I think unless you're connected to other people who are going in the you know same direction, yeah. um, I think that's been the most, the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a good word. And for those of you who are listening in on this podcast, I think you just really need to, all of us, pause and think about what Pastor Lana just said. It's, I know we like to isolate as people, or we like to handle it myself. I'm one of those kind of guys. But, you know, listen to what we're encouraging you with today and take that to heart. And obviously, we're here for you as a pastoral staff. If you're struggling in any arena with your children or how to discipline your children or help your children work through their special needs, we have resources here, and we just also just love to pray for you. So thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Thanks, Lana, for coming in. Absolutely. All right. Peace out. Thank you for giving us a listen to this week. If there is anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in the future, if you have questions, or if you'd like to hear us interview someone, please send us an email at info at lifechurchchico.org. Have a blessed week.